today we're talking about triggers, you know, things that kind of <clears throat> set us off, put us into fight and flight, maybe make us a bit edgy, a bit aggressive maybe, uh, maybe even make us feel <clears throat> a bit shut down as well, things that trigger us, you know, emotionally. So we're just going to talk about how we've, just briefly, how we've dealt with a few of working with our triggers in our healing journey. So for you, you know, if anyone wants to hear more about your story, head over to uh, YouTube and our podcast channels and you can, you can find out more about your, your stuff. But with your triggers and stuff on your healing journey, how did you kind of work with, with protecting yourself from, from triggers? Yeah, right. So that's a really good question. So I think what I've done to help um, alleviate myself from the burden and suffering of triggers has been basically to identify its cause, to see where it's coming from, to know that this is something which is separate from um, from what I've decided to create. Um, in layman's terms, I should probably say that basically it's it's an unconscious reaction. It's, it's come up. It's, it's, you know, we've got this big vast environment in front of us um and you might be going through that environment walking through life and then all of a sudden you might see a certain sight or you might smell a certain smell or hear a certain sound and, and these you know environmental stimuli kind of trigger us and, and that's what kind of snaps you back into the fight or flight mechanism and um you know you might um have like an, a conditioned response to something which has um triggered you to something you've gone through in the past so like to give you an example um, a very subtle one for me is being in hospitals. Um, I'm about to go through a five week clinical placement soon. Um, and it's going to be in a community outreach center because I specifically asked to not be in hospitals because I've been in hospitals so many times. The second I go back, the smells of the, the anti, the anti disinfectant and the hand sanitizer and, and the, the clinical white scape and the beeping, it reminds me of when I was in ICU and, the beds and the nurses and doctors, this is so triggering for me. Um, it's not triggering to the point where I freeze up and can't function um, per se, but it's more about um, kind of feeling like it's just, I'm back in the past. I'm, I'm not with it. I'm not in the present. I'm actually living in the past. I'm not focusing on what's in front of me. Um, uh, my mind has gone back into the past. I'm currently living in the, in the circumstances I was in when I was going through some really hectic surgeries um, when I was going through some really tremendous pain. And um, yeah, it just kind of seems like, um, you know, if, if like we go through life, it's almost like you can jump back into your previous life. And that, that to me is what a trigger is. And it's sometimes might be very overt. It might be very um, in your face and, and you know, you, you know it straight away. You're like, yep, that's my trigger. You got it. And then there are other times where it might be a little bit inconspicuous, might be a little bit like an undercurrent or an undertone and, you're kind of feeling a bit, you're feeling a bit um, not with it or you're feeling a bit shaky, you're not sure why. And that's why I think it's, for me in particular, it's been so important to just watch the mind, just watch it, just watch the whole thing and, and, and kind of objectively examine what's going on with this mind, what's going on. Oh, okay, maybe that was a trigger. Maybe I've, I'm feeling a little bit weary today or a bit anxious because I'm, I'm triggered by this smell or I'm triggered by this sight and just... Just sit with it, but don't don't get lost in it. But just just sit with it and try and identify it. Yeah, thank you, my friend. And I really like the fact that you talked about kind of all the different senses are involved in that. You know, you don't just get triggered by people. You can get triggered, like you said, by it could be a piece of music, it could be a smell, it could be a banging noise, you know, a crash noise, you know, all kinds of different things. And like you said, with body keeps a score from a sort of Bezel van der Kolk perspective, that moment that you were overwhelmed with your trauma your body and that kind of keep the score environment kind of 
keeps a score of every element of that trauma event, doesn't it? Like you said, from the smell at the time or the piece of music was in the background, it kind of gets locked, doesn't it? In this kind of snapshot of your trauma. And that's why those things trigger you later because you haven't been able to process, you know, what you've been through and it kind of kicks in. And this is quite a hardcore thing we're talking about and obviously it's it's not an easy subject to uh to work through but we just like you said you nailed it on the head it's looking at like everything you know don't just treat the symptom you know decide where it's starting from where where did it begin and how's that narrative played out it's the same with medication isn't it you know you don't just take medication you've got to, for a symptom you've got to think where does this symptom keep coming back and it's the same with triggers isn't it and it's that level of awareness um is just so empowering isn't it yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, uh, it's interesting because, you know, recently we've been um, I'm studying uh, working memory in um, in like neurology at the moment. And basically, you know, the, the model that we have of working memory at the moment to kind of show triggers is that we've got like um, this visual spatial sketch pad. Like we kind of create this 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 version of what we're seeing in front of us in our eyes. And then we've got the phonological loop, which is just the audio playing and all the stuff that's coming in. And then we've got an episodic buffer, which is you might be out in a park, that's the sketch pad. And then you, you know, you're hearing sounds or, you know, someone might be yelling or whatever, and that might've been your trauma. That's the scene, right? And if we look at the, the brain, like some sort of recording system where we've got the visual spatial sketch pad in front of us, we've got the phonological loop and we're living in real time recording this experience. And let's just say that's like a recording experience and we go through that. Um, and then that's what creates the trauma. That's what like, um, you know, is like the mirror dropping, the glass dropping, it shatters you, right? So let's just say a year down the track or six months down the track, you might be going through the same park or a different looking park, same time of the day. So your, your, your environment's very similar or you might be hearing sounds which are quite similar. And in your mind, you're working, the working memory part of your brain has identified and conditioned that, wow, I don't like being in this park right now. I don't like these sounds. I don't like, you might hear someone yell to his girlfriend and it might be a pleasant yell, but your mind has, you, you're triggered. You're just completely triggered because you, your mind has gone back into that previous recording or that previous movie that you've created in your mind. And I think it's just really interesting to talk about that, um, that sort of, like working neuroanatomy of how this works because for me that's helped. I see things from a scientific point of view and a, and a mindfulness point of view as well. I try and um, I try and be as observant as I can, but also you know sometimes I try and uh, look look at the scientific perspective as well because I'm like yeah well there there you go. There's a really good scientific rationale as to what I'm experiencing right now. And like you said, Bessel van der Kolk's great. His work in the body keeps the score has been very healing for me. Um, and reading it. Uh, I'm somebody who I love facts. The, the neuroscience was great. Um, you know, the amygdala always turned on and, and mm. for amygdala for people who don't, who aren't aware is like the, the brain smoke detector. Um, and you know, it's just really good to have that understanding, but you know, the best thing is for, for anyone who's listening right now is, you know, your body best, you know, what's going on in your body. And, and, and I think that it's just, just being observant as possible and knowing why these arise, how they arise. Um, and, and, you know, like just, just trying to, to be as present as possible and not, not feel inundated and, and subdued in this because it's, it's something which was in the past. You know, Bessel does certainly talk about um, trauma shattering you and, and creating the physical imprint in the brain, but he also talks about yoga and how yoga can be so 
bloody uh, healing for you and, and can, can, you know, the brain is, it's neuroplastic. It's it, meaning uh, the brain can change and shape and, and create new pathways and, and heal itself. And, and, you know, they've, they've found through long-term yoga um, programs that that really does work. And I can testify to that. I've just done 45 days uh, yoga on the down dog app. And I'll tell you what, like I've been through some pretty crazy days throughout the pandemic in the last few um, last month and a half and it's it's really kept me in good stead so these are some things i've done to to really help me on my tra trauma journey and, and deal with triggers and yeah yes yeah, so thank you for mentioning that as well as to how the brain is you know adaptive and can you know nothing is set in stone you know you can always grow and i, I guess every environment that we go into every interaction that we have is going to be slightly informed with everything up to our point in that moment our whole life will inform our relationship with any environment and any experience we have it's just that's just the way it is you know it's how we have developed and it's knowing how to be in that present moment and not be overly informed by all of this stuff which sounds yeah this is like an hour-long trigger episode but i'm hoping <laughs> yeah. that what we've talked about here gives people an understanding that you know sometimes you can't control the fact those triggers have come but you can be compassionate to yourself and go wow okay i was triggered by that that's interesting and having that level of awareness is really empowering like, wow okay um and then that sort of inquisitiveness can allow you to to feel safer in those environments um and you can look at the reality of the environment you know actually you know i'm i am okay and this does feel a bit crap i do feel a bit sick or i do have my heart is pumping a little bit so what can i give myself right now do I need to remove myself from the situation? That's totally cool. That's compassionate. Or maybe there's someone I'm with. I can say, oh, God, man, I'm feeling a bit, oh. Um, and then they go, it's all right, man. And then they can give you some love. You know, it's just knowing, you know, how to resource yourself, isn't it, in any moment. Um, and I just, before we go, I just want to say, you know, we talk about triggers, but there's also glimmers as, as well. So there's also, you know, things that give you some, you, you know, you smell something and it brings you joy. It's the opposite. So, you know, also look out for all of the lush stuff as well that gets you going. Like pieces of music from my past. Oh my God, put them on. Just changes my instant mood. So it's like, we're not, this is not as meant to be depressing. This is a combination of human experience, really. Experience, really. I get a lot of messages asking how to heal from trauma. Yeah, right. So that's a really good question. So I think what I've done to help um, alleviate myself from the burden and suffering of triggers has been basically to... Hi, everyone. My name is Emerald. I'm a family nurse practitioner, and I'm dedicated to helping people understand addiction due to lost connections and trauma. Our nervous systems, you know, they pick up on each other. If my kid is dysregulated... In a nutshell, what the mindset is, it's a set of underlying beliefs. I've got some tips to help with being more emotionally independent in relationships. You know, they say that the, you don't carry the trauma event with you, you carry the response to the trauma with you in your body and your nervous system. Thanks so much for listening. To hear the full version of this talk show, head over to our YouTube channel. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Buzzsprout, and Podbean. Just search Mancove Wellbeing. Why not check us out at mancovewellbeing.com? Much love from the Man Cove community.